0: For the better part of the last decade, science fiction finally evolved from a niche genre into a mainstream staple. And while many people are familiar with the so-called fathers and grandfathers of genre, the women who have been instrumental in creating and shaping the nerdverse have largely gone unrecognized. Until today. I'm Courtney Enlow, and this is Sci-Fi Wire Fangirls Forgotten Women of Genre, a podcast where we tell the stories of the women who helped some of the most famous fantasy worlds become a reality. Between the granite pillars, fungoids and some kind of whitish vegetation like pale rushes grew quickly. But through those fungoids and rushes had a strangeness of their own. It was not the vegetable growth alone which made Reed's Marsh peculiar. Its entire space was a crawl with living forms that for repulsiveness could only be compared to a resurgence from their graves of creatures dead and half decayed. In the early half of the 20th century, fiction, especially pulp adventure stories, took a dark turn. An era of supernatural horror mixed with tropes and familiar adventure stories of fantasy novels began to take shape. And while many names would emerge over a century of work defining this genre, names like H.P. Lovecraft, A. Merritt, or later authors like Neil Gaiman, another author, one with a name not even known by her own fans, is rarely mentioned. Gertrude Barrows Bennett was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1884, the daughter of Charles Barrows, a Civil War veteran, and Caroline Barrows. After completing eighth grade, Young Gertrude left school to work full-time in order to support her family. She would also attend night school in pursuit of a dream of being an illustrator, a dream that would never come to fruition. She was married in 1909 to Stuart Bennett, a British explorer and journalist, and the two moved to Philadelphia. Tragically, Stuart died eight months after the birth of their only daughter. Struggling to raise a child on her own, Gertrude found work as a secretary for a professor and typing up papers for students. When her father also passed away, Bennett needed to leave the workforce and take care of her disabled mother. Largely unable to leave her home, Gertrude Barrows Bennett was forced to find another stream of income, and she did by publishing her own writing. In just a few short years, Gertrude Barrows Bennett completed an impressive amount of work, and she is credited with creating an entire genre, dark fantasy, one that has become synonymous with men like Lovecraft and Merritt, while her own name wouldn't be known by her own readers until years after her death. The first piece of writing that Gertrude Barrows Bennett would publish was the only one she would ever use her own name for, The Curious Experience of Thomas Dunbar. It was written during her spare time while working at an department store in 1904 at just 17 years old. Seemingly on a whim, she submitted it to the popular pulp magazine, Argosy, where to her surprise, it was accepted and published. She regarded the piece as having one merit, a rather grotesque originality. Focusing on full-time work as a stenographer prior to her marriage, she wouldn't publish any more writing until 1917. Following the deaths of her husband and father, and finding herself confined to her home while raising her daughter and caring for her mother, Gertrude would escape into her stories. Hours she would spend carefully crafting her plots, often writing out her work by hand. Tapping into the cultural mood, weary and dark from the horrors reported daily coming in from the front lines of World War I, she created dark fiction the likes of which the world had never seen before. Her first novella, The Nightmare, would be published in an all-story weekly on April 4, 1917. This time, rather than using her own name, Bennett had requested a pseudonym. She suggested Jean Vale. The editor, Bob Davis, instead chose a different name for her work, Frances Stevens. When the nightmare was well-received, Bennett chose to continue writing under that name for the rest of her brief but strikingly influential career. With her work as Frances Stevens, Gertrude Barrows Bennett was tapping into an emerging era of fiction within the pulp sphere. Her speculative work of fantasy blended with realism was coming a decade before the term science fiction would collectively refer to an assortment of works as a genre. One of her next pieces, a short story titled Friend Island, was an impressively feminist tale for its time frame. Telling the story of a female sea captain her description implies a setting in a future where society's views on the place of the sexes had shifted. Stern of feature, bronzed by wind and sun, her age could only be guessed, she writes from the point of view of another character. But I surmised at once that in her I beheld a survivor of the age of turbines and oil engines, a true sea woman of that elder time when women's superiority to man had not been so long recognized. In a 1970 book about this era of stories, author Sam Mouskowitz theorized that the captain in Friend Island may have been inspired by Bennett's own experience losing her husband to the sea and learning to survive and take care of her family on her own. Her most celebrated work would come soon after. Published in the same Argosy magazine where she first submitted a story so many years before, Citadel of Fear was a seven-part series that many fans consider to be her best work. The novel, set amongst a lost civilization in the Aztec region of Mexico during the First World War, tells the story of two adventurers, one consumed by love, the other by an ancient evil god. One reader of the Argosy, Augustus T. Swift, often apocryphally identified as a pseudonym of H.P. Lovecraft, raved about the novel in his response letters, saying, Citadel of Fear, if written by Sir Walter Scott or Vicente Blasco Ibanez, that wonderful and tragic allegory would have been praised to the skies. After the profound intellectual and moral impression created by Citadel of Fear, it is hardly necessary to say that I plunged into Avalon with equal eagerness. Though the letter itself was not written by Lovecraft, her influence on his later work is readily visible, and he is quoted on the cover of one of her later novels, Claimed, describing it as amazing and thrilling. The most astounding thing about Gertrude Barrow's Bennett's run as Frances Stevens is that the most significant body of work she produced all came out of a single three-year period of time. During the period between 1917 and 1920, Bennett released five novels and six short stories and novellas before suddenly seeming to stop altogether, save for one two-part serial, Sunfire, published in 1923. Why she stopped publishing isn't entirely known. Some suspect that the death of her mother allowed her to return to work outside the home, and others speculate that she may have remarried around this time. Little is known about Bennett's private life following her publishing sprint. She is known to have moved again from Philadelphia to San Francisco, likely following her daughter who had moved there after she was married. It is known the two had become estranged, and many believed that Bennett had died in 1939 based on one last letter she'd written to her daughter, which had been returned unopened and unread. Eventually, a death certificate was discovered, confirming she lived for a decade longer, dying in 1948, with no recognition upon her death for the work that she had done in bringing a new genre of fiction into the world. This despite how celebrated the authors she inspired had become. It wasn't until 1952 when a reprint of The Citadel of Fear was released with a new introduction section that Gertrude Barrows-Bennett was credited by name for her collection of works. Though not spoken of in the same regard as Lovecraft, she's been dubbed by later authors, such as historian Andrew Liptak for Kirkus Reviews, as the founder of dark fantasy fiction, a starting point for a genre that would continue to grow into the future. In addition to dark fantasy, She's regarded as an early pioneer in the form of dystopian fiction, and believed to be one of the first authors of alternate world fiction. In his writing about her, Moskowitz described her as the most gifted woman writer of science fiction between Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley and C.L. Moore. Stevens was the only woman to rate with the leaders in the art of scientific romance. 100 years after she'd first published The Curious Experience of Thomas Dunbar, Bennett's work was still being published, collected in a set of her short stories, still credited to Frances Stevens, entitled The Nightmare and Other Tales of Dark Fantasy, allowing another generation the chance to read the work of a woman who had paved the road of a genre upon which many other authors traveled while making their fortunes. Forgotten Women of Genre is a production of Sci Fi Wire Fangirls. Today's episode was written by Riley Silverman, read by Courtney Enlow, and produced by Cher Martinetti. You can find the script of this episode and so much more at scififangirls.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at scififangirls.